Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Batter up. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Pot of Their Own. This is episode 178 of A Pot of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-host, Linda Surovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. Maggie is off this week, so we've got a two-woman pod. Um, the Mets, uh, as far as the Mets go, they played two contending teams uh, this past week in the Rangers and Mariners. They lost two out of three to the Rangers and then took two out of three from the Mariners to go 500 for the for the week. Um, Which was five... fresh, frustrating because the Mar- the Rangers were slumping coming in and the yeah. Mariners were red hot. And of we're course, they lose to the slumping team and then beat the surging team. Very typical. Um, typical five, five of the six games were decided by one run. Uh, so there was a lot of close games this week. The only game that was not decided by one run was yesterday's game, which the Mets won six to three. Um, the finale of the Rangers series, the Mets managed to salvage in walk off fashion, a very exciting walk off win. DJ Stewart was hit by a pitch. I rolled this Chapman. I rolled this Chapman. Uh, yeah, the and that was like the day that we put uh dollars for dingers the spreadsheet like out into the world. It was a couple of days before the start of September, but you know we like to get people to get their pledges in, give them a couple of days to do that um before the campaign actually starts. So the day that was the day we posted the spreadsheet and like officially launched the campaign, and the Mets walked off an abuser. It was just like mm, poetic justice. It was very nice. It was good. I liked that. Um. 
so yeah, it was it was uh, it was a competitive week of Mets baseball. They were competitive against two competing teams though yes like you said Linda the Rangers were slumping obviously both these teams have playoff aspirations and sadly as we find ourselves uh in this position too all too often the Mets are at the stage where you know the best thing they can do is play spoiler for other teams I don't know the Rangers really didn't impress me I think they're frauds but I think they're frauds too but you know Max Scherzer's pitching really good for them of course, the end tonight, it's Scherzer versus Verlander. Yes, Because, of course, it is. <laughs> Verlander has not pitched well, I think. No, he's been up since, and down. Since being traded. Um, I think his most recent start was pretty poor, if I'm remembering correctly. But I don't... I haven't been paying too much attention because I try not to. Um, But the biggest... Uh, story of the week uh, in Mets land is that Ronnie Mauricio was called up from AAA um, and he's already, you know, left an impression um, in his first 11 major league at bats. He has five hits um, and his first major league hit was a ringing double that was went off the bat at 117.3 miles an hour. The hardest hit ball a Met has hit this season. Um, so and he looks pretty good at second base to boot so good for him that's it's cool getting to see you know uh the the potential future uh players on this team succeed um and like you know he's just the latest of the baby nets so you have like you know that little youth infusion going on and he also stole the base too so it's he stole two bases yeah so it's nice um you know, he's a more of a well-rounded player, I guess, than like a Beatty, because um, Beatty's not going to steal you many bases. So, yeah, so it's nice that they have all these baby Mets, but they each bring a little something different to the team. Yeah. Um, I, I, still, I still don't know how many are true major leaguers out of all of them, but for we'll now, find out. Yeah. Um, now's the now- time. We now have all four baby Mets together. Um, hopefully between the four, we get at least a couple of legit major leaguers out of it. Um, I mean, I know Alvarez has been slumping for a long time and still is, but I think I think he's a legit major leaguer, even if even if his offense never comes around to the point where he's like the prodigious like power threat. He's always going to be a power threat because he has the tool, like the power tool. Like it's uh, it's undeniable. Um, but it's just a question of if he's not seeing the ball well, he might just like strike out a lot. Um, and he's when also he... just 21 years old. Exactly. So, I mean, he's got room to grow. And even if it never really comes around, he's already a major leaguer from a defensive standpoint. Like he, his catching is ready. Like he is a major league catcher already right now. So... Um, I think that I'm optimistic about him. Um, I feel like I had I like I read and hear from and talk to obviously all of our awesome prospect writers um, on the on the minor league side of of home run applesauce and Amazing Avenue. And, you know, it's like I feel like that had colored my perception of Ronnie Mauricio yes, because his yeah. stock had fallen so much this year um, just based on his swing decisions, the fact that he doesn't make a lot of contact in the zone. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to strike out all the time like Mark Vientos and is he <laughs> any good. And I mean, obviously, 11 at bats doesn't really mean anything, but he already looks better than Vientos did 
right yeah. when Vientos first got called up. But to Mark Vientos's credit, he's had a really good week this week himself. Um, Mark Vientos looked good lately. Um, Beatty's really the only one that hasn't looked good upon being called back up uh, yet. Mauricio doesn't look overwhelmed or overmatched. Right. But again, small samples of eyes. But I also do wonder, you know, he's talked about it a little bit. I think Alvarez and Beatty have talked about it a little bit, that having that support system there in place already since they all know each other, um, I, that's got to be beneficial for all for sure. who, you know, somebody who's literally just gone what you went through and to be there to like kind of support you and walk you through like what to expect. And um, so that's, you know, that's been nice to see too because they all seem like they're close which is also very adorable <laughs> it is yes it's very heartwarming <laughs> and like and they're clearly comfortable like playing with each other yes played together a lot um it it's interesting because it creates kind of a little bit of a roster crunch having all these guys on the team at the same time because Brett Beatty, who was recalled, um, obviously plays third base primarily, and that's what uh, position Mark Vientos plays primarily. You know, Vientos can DH a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. You you can't play them both at third base at the same time. And then you have Ronnie Mauricio playing, who's like, a, who came up as a shortstop playing second base and has been playing second base for a while, but... Uh, they were even giving these guys reps in the outfield because they were like, how are we going to like roster all of them? Um, Jeff McNeil has been playing in the outfield pretty much every day now with with Mauricio playing at second base. Um, I think that has to be the future. Yeah. If they, if, if, Mar- if, if Mauricio's legit. Sticks. Yeah. yeah if, he, if Mauricio sticks, um, I think McNeil, there's more of a need in the outfield right now. And McNeil's at least shown he's proficient there. Um, Mauricio probably let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe let's not test those waters. We yeah. To, uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, getting flashbacks <laughs> of Daniel Murphy and I, Lucas Duda and Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda was a first baseman, though. That's a little different. But Dan- Daniel Murphy is a second baseman that they had tried to play the outfield and went really poorly. Um, but Daniel Murphy was a worse fielder than Mauricio to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, I, I think having Lindor next to him too really helps. Yeah, that's going to really help. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the outfield is interesting now because, you know, Starling Marte, obviously, like Mark Hanna got traded. Starling Marte remains on the injured list, and there is like really no timetable for his return. He was getting a second opinion. Like it was just not, not good at all. Um, but gotta ha- uh, DJ Stewart needs to play every day at this point because of how he's hitting so he's playing in right field and Jeff McNeil's playing in left field with Brandon Nimmo as always in center so um that's cut that's really cut into the playing time of some of these other guys who have been filling in rather admirably when the Mets got depleted because of all the trades like Rafael Ortega and Jonathan Arauz um Arauz hasn't hit very much but he's played well in the field and Ortega has impressed uh with his shot he's been given um but yeah those guys are relegated back to the bench now because baby mets are here <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, oh and uh, rip uh to danny mendick yes step back down <laughs> <laughs> but also to tj stewart's credit um i had no hope for him in the field and he's shown he can play a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, I think Gary Cohen said during the broadcast, and I think he's right, um, the more reps he's gotten out there, the yeah. better he's looked. Like, he's gotten better with time and with consistent playing time. Because um, he's made a he's made a couple of blunders too, but those were mostly yes. in the beginning. And since then, he's made some he's made up for it by making some fantastic plays. Yeah, um, that play he made during the Mariner series on a on a what who hit the ball into the gap was it yeah, Teoscar Hernandez? I, I think so. It, when McGill was pitching, it was like yeah, that ball was destined for the gap, and he made an excellent play right up against the wall. That was like that was like legit like real outfielder stuff <laughs> yeah there was no luck involved in that one like yeah. that was legit <laughs> i have no idea how he got that it was a perfect route too it was yeah um, he got a great jump and yeah made a great play yeah uh the only other roster move of note uh is that it, with with september roster expansions is that jose buto is up yeah what the hell which yeah, uh, I, yeah, Joey <laughs> Lucchese getting the major shaft, I think. I don't really understand. This week they did, they because, you know, they've been doing the thing where they've been giving Kodai Senga an extra day of rest, which please keep doing what you're doing with that because it's now working. the games games don't matter anymore and it's working for Senga, so, like, keep doing it. But, like, Joey Lucchese should be here. And, I mean, God bless Denji Reyes. He gave He gave an excellent effort. He pitched probably the best game he's pitched as a Met. Yeah. Uh, this week. Like, cool. That's awesome. That's I'm fine. Yeah. Happy for him. But I don't understand why Jose Budo is now here instead of Joey Lucchese. Yeah. Makes no sense. I'm going to say, like, what do they just not think they have anything in Lucchese? But every time they've called them, they up, seem to hate the man for some reason. He's fine. I legitimately like, is there something we're not seeing that they see that they don't think he can? But, but this is the same team that kept running McGill and Peterson out there when they were struggling. Right. So uh, I don't, I, 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 I justice <laughs> for the churve. Yeah, justice for the churve. I, I, I agree. Unless he's legitimately hurt from when he got hit, but Maybe, he seemed yeah. okay. Yeah, he got hit in the neck, for those who haven't been following. He got hit in the neck, in the minors. He got hit in the neck with, like, a line drive. Um, but he stayed in the game. Yeah. So unclear. Um, maybe they just wanted to give him some rest, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I am surprised. I'm very surprised. I hope that he gets a shot at some point this month because he deserves it. Me um, too. I think he could legit be a fine five if he just gets the chance. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, Speaking of guys who might be fi- a fifth starter or maybe not, um, it's it's been interesting. Like, I feel like David Peterson and Tyler McGill, like both in aggregate, have been poor this year yeah. and taken steps backward. But they have each within the season shown signs of promise, but never at the same time. So like this week, <laughs> Tyler McGill pitched really well twice. Uh, he pitched he pitched really well on Monday. Mets lost, but it wasn't because of him. He pitched great. Um, he only gave up like what one run in like six innings. That's yeah. the first time I've seen McGill pitch six complete innings in like ever since April. <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> so it was it was arguably his finest start like this year, or at least since yeah, like April. Because he always um, starts well in April, and then it's yeah. downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. 
So it was one of his best starts of the season. And then uh, he also pitched yesterday and got the win. He didn't pitch quite. Uh, he wasn't quite as dominant yesterday, but he didn't need to be because the Mets had their hit and shoes on yesterday. I mean, um, he was the definition of fine yesterday. Yeah, he was fine. And so McGill stepped forward. Peterson, four runs in four innings, seven <laughs> hits, a bazillion pitches, no walks. Which is odd. Which is odd. Usually Peterson lasts four innings and throws a bazillion pitches because he walks the ballpark. <laughs> um, but no, no walks this time. Four strikeouts, no walks. But he, yeah, he got, he, he I mean, he got hit hard. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it was honestly a miracle it wasn't worse. Because I think that if I'm recalling correctly, I think the defense made a couple of nice plays behind Peterson too. Uh, yeah. Um, he was hit very hard. Yeah, uh, in that start. Uh, I mean, to be fair, the Mariners are a good team. Yes, but they're good. Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> it was it was bad. So it's always like they're never good at the same time. It's like, oh, McGill looks good this week, and Peterson throws up a major stinker, and it's like, oh, Peterson. Like last week, it was like, oh, Peterson, like you know, pitched really well against the Angels. It was like, oh, McGill pitched like crap again. It was like, <laughs> you can never but be to- good at the same time. But to Peterson's credit, I think this is his first real stinker since he's been recalled. Yeah, he's been pretty good since he's been back. This was the first time he's been bad. Yeah, so, I don't know. He's still so hard to gauge. Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, he's, so, there's actually, the Mets actually have, and we can talk about this more, like, you know, as we approach the off season. but the Mets have a lot, a lot of arbitration-eligible players, like, a lot of them rostering right now. Um, obviously Alonzo is one of them is the, is the like going to be the highest paid one, but I I'm not counting him because I think he's either going to be like extended or traded. Like he's not going to get his arbitration salary probably. Um, so he's one of them, the most prominent one, but they have so many, including David Peterson. Um, and I think that, I think that he is a useful enough asset as a depth guy to tender, a contract at the price that he is going to be paid. But and he might like can't. we said he could still be a fine long man out of the pen. I could see him being okay with that in that role. Yeah. But so, they cannot tender they cannot go into the season next year with him penciled into one of those rotation slots. They ew, can't do it. No, 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 no. That would be a major failing if they do. Um but yeah, so he's he's arbitration eligible. Um, so is Joey Lucchese. Um, so is like a bunch of their like those op uh, the optionable relievers or whatever. Like Brigham is arbitration eligible. Oh. Coonrod is arbitration oh, eligible. Lord. They have to. De- the, this is not arbitration, but they have to decide whether to take Brooks Raley's option, which I think is six million. Um, which is probably kind of a no-brainer for them. I mean, I know he stunk it up this week, but overall he's been very good this year. Um, so yeah, they have a bunch of interesting cases. Rafael Ortega and DJ Stewart, both arbitration eligible. Um, uh, I, I don't think Ortega I was surprised because Ortega is such a veteran, but I guess he's accrued so little service time <laughs> that he's arb- arb- arbitration eligible still um dj stewart arbitration eligible i think the mets are going to tender dj stewart (laughs) yeah i mean at Um, this point at this rate why not 
uh, Drew, Drew Smith arbitration eligible. He's a borderline non-tender candidate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they're Especially probably recently. I think they're probably going to tender him just because they can't rebuild their entire bullpen. But it's not great. Um, no. And he's going to get paid like a surprising amount for what you think Drew Smith is. I think. Um, but what was his base salary this year? Uh, well, is he arb? Drew Smith contract. Let's find out. I forget how much. Well, that's not it's one answer. Drew Smith, Allison. How much could he cost? Yeah, it's one Drew Smith. <laughs> he was paid $1.3 million this year. Okay. And he's going to get a raise. Yeah. Over that. So that's like two or three million. I was going to say somewhere in the Drew two to Smith. three range. Yeah. That's Which I don't know about that one, but I mean, who cares about two or three million? I don't, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of borderline cases they have going on. Um. Well, and this is all, you know, this is the team that Epler built. So now all those chickens are coming home to roost. Yep. These are um, the arms you wanted, Epler. But the one success story, the uh, the arms that he that he brought... The biggest success story, obviously, Kodai Senga. Um, yes, we need yes. to talk about some more because he low-key, I think, now has a legit shot to win the NL Cy Young Award. I think that that is, I'm not sure, I don't think he's the favorite. I don't think he's even in the top, like, two at this point. But, like, he's going to get votes at this point for the NL Cy Young. Like, he has a better chance of winning the Cy Young than the Rookie of the Year, weirdly <laughs> enough. Um, like everybody's talking about Blake Snell, but it feels so cheap that he only goes five innings every start. That yeah. to me isn't an ace. I'm sorry. If you can't Blake go Snell. three times through the ro- rotation, that's problem. Blake Snell, you mean like one of the like three pitchers the Mets can sign this offseason? Okay, I'll change my tune in the offseason, but right now, no, you're cheapening it if you give it to Blake Snell. Kodai Senga struck out a dozen batters in his last outing (laughs) and he's just been like the second this second half Kodai Senga has been absolutely unreal just like unreal so good the ghost fork has been unhittable he's been great watching him has been probably the biggest bright spot of this season he's Uh, been everything and more that they were hoping they were getting and the season that Lindor has had and hoping yeah. that he reaches the 30-30 season. I think those are the two like bright spots. And until recently, it was Francisco Alvarez was the third one, but he's kind yeah. of fallen off a lot. Yeah. But like the the two clear bright spots of the 2023 Mets are Kodai Senga and, and Francisco Lindor to me. Um, I know Pete hitting dingers is fun, and he's he's also been a really, really bright spot this year. But I think I think that's edged out by Kodai Senga because he's been just so fun to watch. Um, and and I'm excited struggles. that he's on the team. Me too. Year. Yeah. And moving and, forward. Well, it wasn't Pete's fault, but when he was hurt, he wasn't really hitting the amount of dingers he should have been. <laughs> yeah, because the, you mean the Mets brought him back too soon? You know, yeah, oh, shocker. Um, but for the most part, like in the beginning, Senga was clearly hadn't made the adjustment because the locks were there. His control was off, but now it seems he's finally 
put that behind him. So even when he was struggling, he never really had a complete stinker where you're like, oof, I don't think he's going to hack it in the major leagues. Like he was always either fine or really good. So now he's just really good it all together into really good slash ace territory. He hasn't had like a bad start in like two months. Yeah. Like <laughs> he just hasn't. And he's probably going to finish. Like if he keeps going like he's going, he's going to finish the season with an ERA under three. Yeah. Which is just crazy. I feel like if you saw his numbers from July, they were DeGrom like. Yeah. Which was kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. He's just been in the second half. He's just, he's been an ace. He's been the ace. Yes. Um, and he's been, I mean, now that obviously Scherzer and Verlander have been traded. And I mean, arguably, like, even if they weren't, like, he's the ace of the staff. Yeah. I mean, he was, he kind of seized that title even when they were there because he was more consistent. Yep. And the ghost Um, fork is literally the most unhittable pitch in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is insane. To the point where, um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on uh, Logan Gilbert um, said that he was trying to emulate that pitch yes yes <laughs> um and he succeeded um at doing so uh the first yeah the first time he saw the pitch last year he said i need i need to learn to do that <laughs> um and so he's been throwing a similar pitch um and having success with it so it's it, when you have a pitch that's good enough that other that other pitchers who are pitching like in in major league baseball at a very high level are are emulating it yeah then you're then you're probably pretty good <laughs> yeah like again i mean not to keep making the comparisons but that's what people kept saying about jake too like i need to figure out how he throws his fastball it's always so weird when some like the mets have a player like that like i'm so used to other teams having that star that everybody looks up to but i i still find it strange when the Mets have somebody that makes not only like fans take notice, but other players around the league too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just very, it's like, an it's, it's like an event watching him pitch. Yeah. It's very fun. It's, it's something that, you know, it, it was like a Jake shaped hole that's been left. Not like, yeah. not to say that Senga is really anything like DeGrom in like, the way he pitches, like his personality, like they're nothing alike. No. <laughs> but, but what was missing was like the event that every fifth start is when that guy is on the mound and Kodai Senga sort of become that. Yeah, where you tune now. in specifically for that. To watch yeah. him pitch. Exactly. Or you go to that day's game. Yeah. Um. So it, it's, it's really cool. Um... Yeah, it's really cool. Although I do feel kind of bad because if it weren't for Otani, I wonder if he would be generating more buzz. He's yeah. kind of overshadowed by Otani. Otani, come to the Mets so that you can be, they can be a power duo together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then neither of you overshadow each other. You enhance each other. Exactly. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we talked about um, Snell being one of the like three <laughs> legit good pitchers that are available this offseason. Um well, there's another one who we now have to talk about in mm. a negative light. Um, Julio Urias, uh, hours before we started recording this on Monday night, um, was arrested uh, on suspicion of felony domestic violence. And this is his second offense. He's done and, this before. And he might have been involved in the cover-up of the sexual assault and when when was that it involved like Dodgers prospects? Yeah, when he, Gabe Kapler was yeah. still with the Dodgers. Yes, yeah. Yes. So there was rumor. I mean, nothing was ever proven, but there was always the hint that he might have not done it, but somehow been involved. Yes. Um. So Major League Baseball is, you know, we're, we're it's a it's very similar to how these things always go. We don't know much about it yet. And we won't until Major League Baseball conducts its investigation. And as we know um, from previous uh, instances, that can take a long time. Um, With Bauer, it took a very long time. Obviously, part of that was Bauer's doing because he kept, like, suing everybody. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, these investigations can be quick or they can be very long. We we won't know. Um, But, yeah, Arias has been arrested before uh for domestic violence uh in 2019 he was arrested um and he received a he was never charged but he received a 20 game suspension um for that 
and he was on administrative leave while the league was investigating that charge back in 2019. Um, yeah. Uh, so now this dude is a repeat offender. Yeah. Get I him mean, out of baseball. It once should have been enough. But again, I know it's always hard because then you're putting them in even you're putting the victim in an even tougher situation because now they're home and angry. Um, So I know there's a hard balance. You can't just say one strike and they're out, but it really is sickening that this just keeps happening over and over. And it doesn't seem like baseball is taking it seriously because what policies have changed since Ozuna even and Chapman. And it's like, like, I know it's like a cliche, um, but it's a phrase for a reason. When people tell you who they are, listen. Yeah. Like, this dude has already shown us who he is. And, like, these dudes who do this often do it again. And, and we also- talked about this with Bauer. We talked yes. about this with Bauer, about how the his type of behavior that he was demonstrating while, you know... But before he was uh, before all the really awful, terrible shit came out about him, the the type of behavior he was demonstrating was indicative of the type of person that does this and Mm -hmm. does it repeatedly. And also all the he's changed all the you know, all the people come up to bat. He had overcome adversity. He's really sorry. This is why you don't immediately make those assumptions until they prove that they are true. Like they go to therapy, they go get help. They, If they make a concerted effort to change, fine. Then yes, I'll believe it. But has any of these people ever displayed any kind of remorse like that? Well, before the coaches, the, the organization players, teammates all jump to their defense and say, no, he's a really good guy. He's my friend. He would never do that. But you don't know how, because he's your friend, you don't know what goes on at home. Yeah. I just wish that they would, that baseball would take this more seriously the first time because that's how it happens again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's happened again. And, you know, you can't, you can't give this guy another chance. You can't do it. He has no. to be he has to be gone. Um and you know only like obviously this is so secondary to everything else, but you you have to be like an unrepentant idiot to act this way when you're a pending free agent. Like and also, are you kidding me? You you literally just ruined your career. Yeah, just like Trevor Bauer. But you yep. know what? That's what they deserve. And also, he's 20- it is what they deserve. He's twenty seven years old. He's still young to do this twice when you're t- only twenty seven years old. That just I don't know. They're just there's no maturity. There's no there was no growing up. There was no lessons from the first time. He clearly he demonstrated that he learned nothing, and the punishment right. meant nothing. So clearly your punishment isn't working. Yeah. And like we talk a lot on the show about the culture and the toxic masculinity that's rampant in sports that enables 
this sort of thing to go unchecked. And all of that is true. But I think what's also true is that these men are rich at a very young age. Yeah. They, at a very young age, they often have life-changing money. And that plays a part in this as well. Um, They have gone basically their entire young, like, like, you know, adolescent and young adult lives never being told no by anyone because they're the best at a sport. And yeah. so they get treated like kings. Yeah, I think that, that is go wrong. Yeah, I think that is a big, big part of it. So then when somebody finally does tell them no, they don't know how to handle it. Nope. So there does need to be a better support system for their kids. They're literally kids when they get signed. Um, so there definitely has to be something in place to to help these kids. Yeah. And not the predatory systems that they have in that they have yes. in Latin America where these like shady guys get some portion of whatever yeah. team friendly extension they're assigned to. Yeah. Not that yeah. type of support system. <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. It's just, uh, I mean, we laugh, but it's because it's so sad. Like, yeah, it really is. The whole system's just broken. And yep. there's really no, nobody really looking to fix it either. Nope. Um, and, you know, on a similar note, like, sucks that we have to keep talking about this, but. There's been, you know, developments in the Wander Franco situation as well. Um, we sort of talked about this a little bit last week on the show, but last week on the show, it was sort of just at the, at the rumor stage, like reporters were tweeting out that this might be true. Um, but now we have it in like official reported form um, that the Dominican Republic is investigating a second complaint against Wander Franco. Um so a special prosecutor in the Dominican Republic is investigating a second formal formal complaint against Franco that he engaged in a relationship with a minor. Um, so there's three total accusations at this point from three yes. different people. Two of them are formal complaints that the special prosecutor is investigating. And the third one is just, uh, you know, kind of like a, a person who has come out and said or like social media, whatever. Um, so the first said- complaint was filed on July 17th. Um, and another, uh, so at, at that point, a girl had alleged to, uh, alleged that she had a relationship with Franco when she was a minor. Um, and the third girl hasn't spoken to authorities. So two people have spoken to authorities. Um, and there's a third person that hasn't. So this is like really bad, really, really bad. Like, <laughs> Like, he has all the marks of a serial predator, yeah. allegedly. I mean, not to, you know, confirm it, but it definitely seems like that. Yeah. Like, the type of thing where, like, when there's more than one accusation like this, if there's any truth to these accusations, he is done yeah. in baseball. And, like, that, I mean... You know, obviously, we talk on this podcast all the time about how little faith we have in baseball to handle this sort of thing appropriately. This is the type of thing that I feel 100% confident that if substantial evidence is found to back up these accusations, he will be done in baseball. 
He will not yeah. come back. This is the one thing you can't sweep up under the rug. Yeah. There, there, it's just, it's too horrific to just say, but his talent overcomes it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. The only precedent we really have for this is Felipe Vasquez. Yeah. And he went to, I mean, he went to jail. Um, and obviously, he, if this is true, then Wander Franco's going to go to jail, too. He went to jail in the Dominican Republic, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and he never came back to baseball um, after that. And, yeah. So, th- if this is true, Wander Franco's also going to jail. Yeah. That's, this is, yeah, this is not just, this is not just being suspended from baseball this is this is jail <laughs> that yeah, man, this is serious crimes that he has committed yeah, that man worthy that man of jail is probably going to jail and i like people talk a lot about people have talked about like oh this is in the dominican republic and blah 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 let me tell you the age of consent in the dominican republic is still 18 years old yeah so he can go to jail for this, regardless of whether these events occurred in the Dominican Republic or in the United States. And are you really that gross to defend a relationship with a 14-year-old? There, You'd be surprised how many people like, do it. It doesn't matter. Like, let's say the Dominican Republic had different, you know, laws saying the age of consent was lower. It's still a child. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's and also again, we we've talked about this on the show a lot. Just because someone doesn't go to jail, isn't charged criminally, isn't found guilty of a crime, does not mean they don't deserve to be suspended for what they've done. Yeah, it's a privilege to play major league baseball. You have no right to it. The bar is different here. You you can't send someone to jail without evidence, without substantial evidence that they've committed a crime. But you can. It, MLB can do whatever it wants. It it based on the findings of its investigation. Yeah, because As a private entity. It is yeah. not subject to you know what the same legal standards. Yeah. What what the court thinks, what a jury thinks. Well, it was just like if I shall drunk to my job, they'd be like, okay, you're fired. Doesn't mean I'm going to jail. Right. So if you screw up at your job or if your job has reason to get rid of you, you can get rid of easily without yeah. ever going to jail. And also, now I also view... Jose Siri in a negative light since yeah, he, was, because he was out here being like, oh, just rumors. They're trying to get money. They're like, trying to get money. Yeah. Immediately. In the background of his yep. Instagram live video. Yeah. Yep. So Jose Siri, you're an asshole. Yeah. I'm saying that loud and proud. You yeah. are an asshole. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I have to believe he didn't know about all these other complaints. Uh, at the time yeah like it's your buddy so you're just gonna get on instagram live and like blindly defend him then look at what you come out looking like in the end yep 
Yeah, we're so, we're not going to forget about that part. No, 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 no. Nobody stood behind about him that. as he like did an Instagram live about how everyone's a gold digger. Uh huh. Um. Yep. Yeah nope. that that won't be quickly forgotten about. Nope, you're not living that down, buddy. Sorry. Um. Both of these stories are going to take a while to fully play out, especially in in Franco's case. Now that um now that there's a criminal investigation in the Dominican Republic occurring. Um, the league often waits until after criminal investigations are concluded to uh, to discipline players under the under the policy. Um, so in the case where there's, you know, sometimes, you know, a guy isn't charged, um, in which case the league can proceed how it sees fit at that point, whether to suspend the player or not, like they did with Urias the last time. Um, they gave him a 20 game suspension, even though he was never charged with anything. But when there are charges and when there are criminal investigations, um, those play out first and then the league acts. So this is going to be a long time that we have to wait to find out what's going to happen here. Um, well beyond the end of the season, probably. Yeah. So did we ever get an update on Jimmy Cordero either? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't even. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Because he was never formally suspended, I don't think. No, or was he? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I remember them. No, they acted quickly, and we were saying it must be something really bad for them to immediately act. But I don't remember if we ever got an update or not. Yeah, he was suspended for the rest of the season, but I don't think we ever... Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's still out there, too. Yeah. Like, is it worth something being suspended next season for, too? We we don't know. We never found out. We never found out exactly what he did. We just know that it was bad. He was suspended for the rest of the season under the joint policy. Um, And he never appealed. Yeah, and he never appealed. We know he probably violated the policy, but we don't know what he did. We know nothing about what he did. It was back in July, but yeah, there's been no updates since then. And he, like, deleted all his social media and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a lot this year. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't know anything about what happened to him. I can't find anything online either. No. Um, so we're going to, uh, shift gears from talking about, you know, bad baseball men doing horrible crimes to just slightly less bad baseball men doing crimes against like the integrity of baseball. (laughs) Um, so we're going to do another, I took the form of a 45 year old white man for a reason. I can only fail up segment. Uh, this week's segment is dedicated to repeat offender in this regard, Arde Moreno really? and the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. Um, on uh, Ahead of the August 31st deadline for postseason eligibility, the Angels placed the following players on waivers. Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, Randall Grichik, Hunter Renfro, and Matt Moore. That's like a third of their roster. <laughs> yeah. They just... Laced on waivers. Um, this was purely a cost-cutting move. They were trying to cut these players' salaries loose, uh, hoping other teams would pick up their salary, uh, their remaining salary, so that they could get under the luxury tax. 
And these were dudes they literally just acquired. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like just... that, I'm sorry. That's just bad for the game. And the fact that the league just allowed it to happen. I'm sorry. You can't. Like, that's when in fantasy football, you know you're out of it. So you dump your players so that way your buddy can get them. How does their GM not just rage quit? Yeah. These are dudes he just traded for. Yeah. He just made these trades. And now ownership is like, nope, you have to nix these trades. now. <laughs> you have to get rid of these guys that you just got. And you really think Shohei wants to And he has to go, yes, boss. That. Yep. Whatever yep, you say, boss. <laughs> hey, Shohei, remember when we dumped half the team to save money? You want to stay here, right? And remember when we talked to the media about how you refused an MRI? You want to stay <laughs> here, right? We don't have any players left. <laughs> it's just you and Trout. You guys can make up a whole team, right? Yeah. Yeah, Shohei's out the door. Yeah. I think, I mean, so obviously, no actual rules were broken here. Now that August trades are no longer a thing, yeah, this is what happens. And the Angels are not the only team that did this, to be clear. The Mets even did this. They put... Carlos Carrasco on waivers. We didn't talk about that, but they did do that. Now, it's different what the Mets did because Carlos Carrasco was very unlikely to be claimed, and he wasn't. He hasn't been. Um, The Mets, he's still on the Mets. The Yankees did this with Bader. Um, the A bunch of teams did this. There were a few, but nobody did it as much as the Angels did. And a lot uh, of them were struggling players. With players who are as good as the, yeah. the players that the Angels did it for. Yeah. Um. So they were operating within the rules, but clearly the rules aren't working when the integrity of the game is sacrificed this way. They have to figure out, they have to bring back August trades. Yeah, or figure out I don't something. understand why they got rid of that to begin with. I don't know either, but they like Artie Moreno should not be allowed to get away with this, quite simply. Like the other owners should absolutely riot over this because this is like this is like some of the most. But they don't care. No, they don't. They're saving our Moreno money. This is some of the worst, most craven, cheap bullshit I have ever seen. Um, But it's Steve Cohen who is the problem. Just yeah, exactly right. We're made to believe <laughs> that Steve Cohen is the problem, but you know the Angels are out here putting Lucas Giolito on waivers to save money. Although to be fair, he was very bad. Today. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so Giolito, you're not really helping our point here. But still. yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but the the funniest part of this whole thing is that they failed. Because Randall Grichik went unclaimed and they are over the luxury tax still by like exactly Randall Grichik's salary. No, but then they put somebody on the IL so they don't have to pay him. So now they're back on dirt. Oh my God. Uh, it was somebody who's been out. Uh, let me see oh, if I can they find did it. not. Those assholes. Uh, God, I hate them so much. Let me see if I can find it. I forget who it was. Uh... Stassi, Max Stassi. Oh, Max Stassi. Oh, they, oh. yeah. The, the, That's what I thought they couldn't get any more craven. They did. You know, the Angels have kept Stassi on the IL throughout the season as he dealt with the meth family issue, which was the right thing to do. But by not paying him for the final month, they'll get below the tax. Oh my God, those cheap sons of bitches! I hate them all. 
Mm-hmm. I hate them so I was going to say, I wish, I wish they had still gone over. Max but Stashy should file a grievance is he what he should, should do. You do it, Stassi. Max we believe Stassi, in you. please file a grievance. You can do this, Max Stassi. I'm pretty sure he would win. He, he would. Has to, right? Like, like he, they're not paying him. They're literally withholding his money. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. That's wild. Anyway, I uh, we will put, we will link this in the show notes and tweets and such. But uh, there was a really good piece from Patrick Dubuque at Baseball Prospectus about this whole thing, and very similar to what we were just talking about about how like it's when when the rules are ruining everything, you have to change them, and this is really bad for the integrity of the game, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I don't know why they got rid of the August trades, but this is kind of the. Uh, the end was res- the end result of that, the downstream result of that. But like, kind of these blows- guys are always going to find ways around whatever yep. it is that you're doing. And it kind of blows my mind. The whole, like at least baseball Twitter was blowing up about it, about how awful this was for the game. And yet nobody reached out to Manfred for a quote or a statement. Yeah. And I mean, the, the worst part is, is that like, I don't think the players union cares about this no. because they're they're still getting paid. And like you have a chance now to go from a bad team to a to good team. A good team. So if anything, they're probably worried. <laughs> but that's not the point, players. Yeah. And you and the good team and and for the good team acquiring the player, it's essentially they're essentially for free. I know that they have yeah. to pick up the remaining salary, but well, yeah, like it's free a- compared to like what you would be paying the player if you had signed him in free agency. Yeah, why are you paying them a couple mil with that? Right. So this is just it's so gross. It's so gross. Like the angels look look really stupid here. Um But they don't care. No, they don't care. Or else they wouldn't do it. Like I was having a conversation with I can't remember who it was. It was either in like among Mets Twitter people or among like Amazing Avenue people, but um about you know because someone said their GM should just quit. Like this is yeah, like rage quit. <laughs> it's kind of like undermining his work. And I I was like on one hand yes, like but these people have no shame at all. Like they live for this shit. Like this is the process shit they live for. Yeah. Like, like oh, who? Look what we managed to do. We look got what it. We under. did. They're gonna win the whatever it the is belt. that that championship belt yep. that, that they hand out for like being cheap <laughs> for being cheap. The, the the team that saves the most at the arbitration hearings or whatever it is. Oh my god, it's so it's so nauseous. It really is. It's just also like it makes me like feel like i need to go take a shower it's just awful like this is how you're treating human beings like i'm not going to pay you what you're worth now i'm going to go celebrate with some brandy and a cigarette or a cigar it's just the most out of touch with reality yeah, <laughs> yeah. stuff imaginable i but no yeah. let's all hate on steve cohen some more cuz he paid players yeah Oh, the Mets are bad, and so just, yeah, Steve Cohen failed. The spending money doesn't work. That's not the point. The point is to at least try, and he tried. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I can't 
I can't say what I want to say about Art Art Moreno without like this podcast being potentially taken off platforms. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to not say it and I'm going to abide by the terms and conditions of various (laughs) sites. Um, I think y'all know what I mean. Yeah. when I say that I when it when 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 the revolution comes, he's first in line. (laughs) That's all I'll say. And wasn't he one of the ones who voted against Cohen, too? Probably. (laughs) I think it was him. Like, I know that we've been talking about John Angelos a lot lately, and he deserves every bit of people shitting all over him and making fun of him because the things he says are stupid. Um, Like, I'm thinking about macro. Like, the gobbledygook that comes out of his mouth is unbelievable. And the fact that he's allowed to talk to the media ever is shocking to me. But this is worse than that. Because this is, like, the deeds deeds are worse than the words sometimes. Like, yes, John Angelos is an idiot. But, like, and I'm not saying he's never done anything bad either. I mean, gestures widely at the Orioles continuing to not spend money, despite the fact that they're team is really good now and they should be spending and, money and suspending their commentator too their broadcaster yeah. yeah but this is like this is more craven than that this is like really just the worst like petty stuff you can imagine and this has more far-reaching consequences yes. too this directly impacts the game yeah they've got to change the rule back they've got they've got to bring back the august trades because this can't be allowed to happen because a team will a, like a team or two will do this every year now yep because they For got sure. away with it. So yep. they'll absolutely continue to do it until somebody tells them no. Because of Max Stassi, it worked. <sighs> oh, Max Stassi. I feel bad because apparently it is a family medical issue. So uh, he's I'm going to title this episode Justice for the Churve and also Max Stassi. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're in your corner, guys. <laughs> We're rooting for you. Justice for the Churve and Max Stassi. And Max Stassi. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah before we uh, end the show and move on to walk off wins I obviously want to uh, and apologies in advance that we're going to be annoying about this all month but we are going to be annoying about this Um, it's dollars for dingers y'all know if you listen to this show you already know about it but um, it is actively happening and just because it's already September doesn't mean it's too late for you to pledge you can pledge anytime during the month and the, the wonderful magic of Google Sheets uh, will calcu- will back calculate your pledge for the entire month. So you can you can submit your pledge on September 29th. We don't care. Um, so yeah, pledging is open. Um, the spreadsheet link is on, on our pinned tweet and all our other socials and on the home run applesauce website. So you can go any of those places um, and put Put your pledge in and yep, uh, please put your pledge in. Obviously, it <laughs> gestures wildly at this episode. Yeah. It matters more than ever. Um, you know, we can talk all we want about how frustrating it is that we have repeat offenders, uh, repeat abusers in baseball. Um, but, you know, we can step up and do something about it by supporting victims. Um, and supporting the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So that is what we are doing as we do every year. Um, so please make a pledge if you haven't already. Um, and it, we've already raised, like, it's, the campaign's only been active for, like, two games. And we've already raised 
over a thousand dollars, like twelve hundred dollars. So thank you all to every single person who's already pledged. We deeply appreciate it. Um, and we hope to see you all on September 30th at Ebbs. We have so many fun prizes lined up for you guys. 4 p.m. Be there. And thank um, you to the one person who pledged if somebody gets hit in the beans. Yeah, whoever said I could not stop laughing. Whoever said uh somebody getting hit in the beans. <laughs> thank you. That gave me a nice hearty chuckle. I'm excited to track that. That should be great. <laughs> and we already got some weird ones. Benor headed off the foul pole that actually yes. was a pledge. That was awesome. Shout out to Steve uh, for making that pledge about <laughs> about the foul pole because it happened. It, he made the same pledge last year and it didn't happen last year, but this year it did already on like day three. Yeah, which um, is awesome. <laughs> and the baby Mets. We need the baby Mets to have a big. Oh mom. my goodness! So many and DJ make- Stewart, <laughs> DJ Stewart, and the baby Mets are going to be the dollars for dingers heroes because so many people have extras mm-hmm. for, extra for those guys. And um, Mauricio. Well, I think Mauricio on his own too. On his own, yeah, yeah, uh, is also a thing. And yeah, oh my god, v- DJ Stewart the most popular i think single player because <laughs> Vol- it was vocal pop last year it was there it always was. seems to be that one that the fan base latches on to yeah the 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 uh the cult dollars for dingers hero this year it's definitely dj stewart <laughs> yes absolutely DJ stewart. and he already came through he did day one he came through it's true thank you dj stewart um all right uh we will end the show like we always do with walk-off wins where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week, baseball related or otherwise. This was a good transition to your it walk-off was. win, Linda. My walk-off win is dollars for diggers. Um, it is every year, you know, we've talked about how we really look forward to it, but it's also just, you know, I don't dread watching that games anymore. Like um, I was watching the game the other day where, you know, Adovino blew it. Sorry, Otto. Um, but they had four home runs that day. So even in a Mets loss, I wasn't as annoyed as I normally would be. So it just, it it's, gives me something. It makes bad Mets baseball even fun. Um, but then just to see all the pledges, all the people, you know, retweeting, all the people who have reached out, um, you know, it can, you know, you do kind of get bogged down in the, grossness of it all like how we keep having to talk about this and it keeps happening and um but then just to see the other side of it the good that can also come out of it um in the baseball community um that's always you know it's really it's always really nice to see and you know thank you to everybody who's supporting not only us, but the National Domestic Violence Hotline, like we said, they provide such vital, needed uh, resources to victims. So, um, so yeah, it is, especially this year, since the vets are so bad, um, it is that little, little extra boost you need to get you through the last month of the season, which has been a really bad long season. Um, but now, and also now you have your cult heroes that you can root for and all the other weird stuff to like watch for every game. Um, like, you know, you had the person that every time a Luke hits a home run, we get to like watch out for that. And that's also Steve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the foul pole and the Luke, same guy. Yeah. Oh, and the beans. Beans is a different guy. Yes, beans is a different guy. I think Dan Riley. Is it Dan Riley with the beans? I think so. 
<laughs> um, so, you know, just little things like that now. <laughs> so much for every game. And now what if Killian was one, but there was another well, person who pledged extras for old friends, which really warmed my heart. I was like, it wasn't even There's me. There's like three or four of those people. Yeah, it wasn't even me with JD this time. So that really warmed my heart, too. And I just love how creative everybody's been getting. Like, that kind of took on a life of its own. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been really, really nice to see so far. And like we said, you can, there's still time. There, There's literally no time limit on this until the season ends because the magic of Excel allows that to happen. Um, and Allison diligently tracking everything. I'm um. tracking, <laughs> in addition to just the dingers, obviously, I'm tracking 66 unique <laughs> different things. <laughs> that, aside from the the Mets dingers, I'm tracking 66 <laughs> other things, whether that be specific player homers, uh, Steve Gelb's interviewing us, <laughs> um, which I there's a lot of money riding on that. By there the is, yes. At Steve Gelb. That took on a life of its own because there's multiples of that now. <laughs> yeah, there's like hundreds of dollars. I'm not exaggerating riding on that. Yeah. Uh, so normally I would not be annoying about that. And I would just let Michael continue to harass Steve Gubbs <laughs> on Twitter. But now that there's hundreds of dollars with the domestic violence hotline riding on that, I'm kind of just like, Ooh. Um, a lot one- of money riding on Edwin Diaz returning this yes, season and yes. striking out guys and getting saves. Um, a lot of money riding on if Alvarez breaks Bench's record. Big breaks Bench's ho- uh, under 21 home run, uh, catcher home run record. Yes, a lot of money riding on that. A lot of Pete reaches 50 or is the leader at the end of the, is the home run leader yep, at the end yep. of the season. Alonso, a lot of money riding on Alonzo Dinger specifically as well. Um, yeah, and just like a lot of like weird, like we mentioned, a lot of weird ones, home runs by major league players named Luke. So Luke Rayleigh, I'm talking to you, <laughs> Luke Rayleigh. You're a man here, Luke. <laughs> you're you're the, by far the Luke leader in home runs this year. So uh, <laughs> I'm talking to you. Um, I put in Grandpa Buck because seeing Grandpa Buck with Colleen always makes me so happy. Yes. I need more Grandpa, Grandpa Buck. Buck. I need more Grandpa Buck content. <laughs> Just, yeah, so many different types of things. Uh, so thank you to everyone who pledged and for your fun, unique extras. I love tracking them. Um, it's it's actually like, yeah, watching September Mets games is is fun as heck because I get to just like sit there with my computer open with the spreadsheet and update it live, like literally for every single thing that happens. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> and watching the dollar total go up. I'm like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> it's very cool. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So I definitely share in that walk-off win, obviously. Um, I do have a different walk-off win, though, this week, which actually happened this morning. Um, so we did a wisdom panel, uh, the DNA test for Blue, our dog, and we found out that she has siblings, which we didn't know. Um, apparently, they were like a whole litter that were available at the rescue that we got blue from but they usually when they have litters they they name them all with the same like first letter um so that you kind of know they're a litter and they'll list their litter mates like on their little adoption page and she didn't have any litter mates listed on her adoption page and she wasn't like associated with any of the other dogs so we thought she was kind of a solo pup but as it turns out she was not she had a litter 
Um, and one of them uh, also did wisdom panel. So we found out that they were siblings um, and they reached out to us um, and said, hey, uh, our dogs are siblings and we live in the area. Do you want to have a play date with with the, with the siblings? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Um, so we got together today, um, Blue and Hank, um, who's Blue's brother, um, and they look exactly alike, <laughs> which is, it, it's so cute. Hank is just like Blue, but a black dog, like literally an exact carbon copy, just a black dog. Um, and they loved each other instantly. Like when I say that we saw them walking toward us and blue started pulling on the leash, like lunging to get to him. Like, I think she remembered him. Maybe you can just smell. Smells are probably strong. Yeah. It was so cute. And they played so well together and they love each other. It was so cute. It was just, you know why they named him Hank. I don't know why they named him Hank. Okay. Uh, so at first I thought they at first I thought that they kept the name from the shelter because um, Blue's name was Hart, which is the dumbest name. That's mm. why I changed it. Blue's name was Hart. And so I was like, oh, maybe they were in the same litter and they were H puppies and they were all named H names. But no, no, no. no. His name was Flipper. <laughs> oh, so I think that either either they didn't know they were the same litter or they just like decided not to use the same letter for that litter for whatever reason. But apparently there are other siblings and one of them when it was still at the shelter was named Feather. So clearly they knew Flipper and Feather were siblings, but maybe oh. they just didn't know that our dog was also part of this litter because maybe the, maybe the rest of them are all black dogs and she's the only one who's not. I was going to ask maybe yeah, the others all had similar markings. Yeah, I don't know. Oh no, was she the white sheep of the family instead of the black sheep? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Or blue. Yeah, but like, if you put them next to each other, like, they are spitting images of each other. They have the exact same face, the exact same ears, the exact same body. It's just that blue is like yellow lab colored and Hank is black lab colored. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... But it was just it was just very wholesome to reunite the brother and sister and see them play. And they had such a good time and it made me happy. And then Blue slept all day afterwards, which was also (laughs) great because she's a she's a handful. And so anything that gets her to conk out for a few hours is great by me. Um, so that does it for the show this week. You can go to homerunapplesauce.com to check out all of our fantastic pods. You can go there to sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash homerunapplesauce. If you're a patron before the September 30th event, you will get free raffle tickets. We've yet to determine the amount, but you will get a certain amount of free raffle tickets. So if you ever needed a reason to sign up for our Patreon, that is certainly it. Um, so, yeah, you can sign up by going to patreon.com slash home applesauce. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search home run applesauce. You can find all of our fantastic uh, po- our whole network of pods right there. You can rate and review the show, which really helps people find it. You can follow Home Run Applesauce on Twitter and Instagram at HR Applesauce. You can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Blue Sky at a pot of their own. You can follow each of us on Twitter and Blue Sky. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Servage. And Maggie is at Maggie162. You can, am I out of things that you can do? 
Yeah, I am. I you think so. <laughs> follow all of us <laughs> on all the things. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, justice for the Churve and Max Stassi. Yes. And there's no crying. In podcast. <laughs>